good afternoon out there, Mizzou fans, or I don't know, whatever other fans might be hanging out here watching us. I assume you're mostly Mizzou fans, but if you're a fan of another school, welcome to you also. We appreciate you joining our glorious uh, YouTube broadcast slash podcast. Gabe DeArmond and Sean Williams here on the live Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show. We are brought to you every single week. By James Carlton State Farm Insurance. James actually just uh, just re-upped with us today to be our presenting sponsor of all of our basketball coverage throughout the season. And James's main focus, well, I don't even know if it's main focus. It might be 50-50 here, but I'll start with what he does for work, which is he wants to be your insurance agent. Look, you've got to have insurance, uh, health insurance, life insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, all that. you got to have insurance. So get in touch with James. Maybe you're getting the best deal you can get already with your current agent, but maybe you're not. So call James, uh, find out if you are. You can get in touch with him at 314-961-4800. You can find him on the internet at carltoninsurance.net. You can get a quote from him. Maybe he's going to be able to save you money. Even if he can't, all he wants to do is a chance to give you a quote. James is a huge Missouri fan, big supporter of powermizzou.com and also uh some media in St. Louis that covers the Tigers. And his big thing right now is he wants to find a way to help Mizzou get players and name, image, and likeness is the way you do that these days. So what James is going to do for you guys is all you've got to do is call, get a quote from him, mention Power Mizzou, mention this show. I don't know. Just say, hey, I know who Sean Williams is. Maybe that even works, right? And he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL collective for every single person that calls him and does that. So look, I, I might be costing James money here, but like you could call and get a quote and then maybe your wife could call and get a quote and your 16 year old daughter could call and get a quote on her car insurance. And then your family just donated $60 to Mizzou's NIL deals. So uh, see, I'm always thinking, Sean, I always know the, the way to get around things. There you go. J- James has got it. He's got plenty of money. So. James, I just want to say that if you're listening on the podcast, that was Sean that said that. Sean is spending your money. I just appreciate your business and and your partnership. I mean, if you're you're throwing it out there, I mean, yeah. Right, right. Uh, So do get in touch with James. But um, look, Sean, I I can't think of anything anybody's going to want to talk about today. Can you? I mean, we spent all last week talking about the transfer portal. I can only imagine we will probably talk about that again today because we actually had news right. uh, regarding the transfer portal, regarding Missouri. So, Yeah, we will get to that shortly, but I feel like we have to start here. <clears throat> Logan Marty was up at 624 this morning to ask us a question on this show. It just showed up. So I want to give Logan his due as the earliest commenter we've ever had. (laughs) He asked where Missouri stands with JT Smith. My question to Sean before the show was, who in the world is JT Smith? And Sean looked him up and figured out who he is. So, Sean, who is JT Smith and where does Missouri stand with him? The name, look, JT Smith is a very uh, kind of, you know, usual name, you know, so, uh, but I did, it did kind of ring a bell. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did talk to a JT Smith at one point in time, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if it was in this class or the last class. He is actually a running back at a Huff High School in North Carolina. I talked to him back in March. So if I, I don't know where Missouri stands with him yet, but considering you uh, sent that question, I mean, hey, I just sent him a, I just sent him a message and asked if he's still hearing from Missouri. So, if he gets back to me in the next twenty minutes, I will let you know. Because hey, yeah. 
you woke up at 6.30 to ask us a question, so you deserve an answer right away. So Absolutely, absolutely. So, Logan, appreciate you uh, checking in on the YouTube page, even though I assume if you asked at 6.24 this morning, that meant you couldn't join us live. If you are joining us live, like the, pay, like the show, subscribe to the channel, do all those things that professional YouTubers ask you to do. We are mere amateurs. I want to answer the easiest question we have first. A hunchback of Von Castle asked me why I hate the World Cup. It's very simple. I don't like soccer. I mean, it's not a complex answer. It's exactly <laughs> what you would think. Um, like, for people who do like soccer, that's great. But, like, today, right now, I'm on Twitter, and all these people are reacting to something that I'm not watching. And now I know how people feel like when I'm sitting around watching Ohio State-Michigan at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And I understand my entire Twitter timeline, but someone might be on Twitter who does not watch college football and, and just sits there and goes, what the hell are all these people talking about? Yeah. Soccer is uh, for me, it's definitely an acquired taste. I do actually have the game on right now, but I'm not, I've got it on. It's kind of like background. I'll check it. I'll ch look up, check the score, whatever. Uh, but I'm not like super into it or anything like that. And I kind of agree with you. Soccer Man, you just, uh, it's not something I'm, I'm, I've got on my uh, schedule to watch every week. So, uh, but right. it's, it's on right now. It's a big game. U.S. is involved. So I've got it on as background. So that's yeah. where I stand with it. Okay. So to start this thing, let's just run through. First of all, I did the, uh, I, I went through and updated our scholarship chart this morning, took off all the kids that are seniors that we know are leaving or like strongly suspect are leaving. And like Toski Dove is not on our scholarship list right now. He does have another year. It's not out of the question he could come back, but I don't, I, I just don't, he walked on senior day. I don't really anticipate it. Devin Nicholson has another year. He's not coming back to Missouri, whether he transfer grad transfer somewhere else, or he's just done. I don't know. Um, but so took all those kids off. So Missouri is, we have them right now at 81 scholarship players. That's, probably off one or two either direction mm -hmm. but let's say they've got five spots left in this class right now and the reason they have five spots let's let's run through for those of you who maybe haven't been paying attention i mean we thought next week would be the big week but it's interesting it, the transfers are already starting and, and not just in missouri but everywhere uh defensive back lj hewitt transferred he played three snaps you're not going to notice a difference on the football field uh, defensive back Davion Sistrunk transferred. I don't believe he played this season. Not going to notice a difference on the football field. Now we get to the first one that I thought was a little bit interesting. Cornerback DJ Jackson transferred. And Sean, like he came in, he was a kid out of Texas, and he played a decent amount last year. You mm -hmm. know, um, especially once Missouri got, once Ennis <clears throat> Rakestraw went down, DJ Jackson was a guy that saw a lot of action. And then just this year just wasn't. I mean, he just wasn't playing much at all. Got suspended midseason. This is one we saw coming for a long time. But if you'd asked me a year ago at this time, if you'd said DJ Jackson's going to transfer, I would have said, well, what the hell happened? Because I, a year ago at this time, I thought he was maybe start. Yeah, that's uh, that's the transfer portal for you. I mean, you know, you have a guy like DJ Jackson who played a lot last year, and then for some reason he didn't play hardly at all this past season. So, you know, I'm yeah. sure there's frustration there, and you know the transfer portal gives you that opportunity. If you're frustrated at, at the place you're currently at, you can hop in and change your situation pretty, uh, pretty uh, quickly. Yeah, uh, linebacker Zachary Lovett just announced he was transferring today. Um, 
saw the field a little on special teams, maybe as like a deep, deep backup, saw a few snaps, but but hadn't played much through two years. That's not a big surprise. I mean, some people have said, hey, his brother's at Florida. Maybe he goes to Florida. Maybe, but like he didn't play here through two years. I'm not sure that that's a guy Florida has a spot for. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, uh, looking for playing time if you want. You know, if you're not getting it at one SEC t- a school like uh, Missouri, I mean, mm-hmm. what are the odds you're going to get it at a, at a school like Florida, you know? So, right. yeah, right. I said the odds of that happening are probably pretty slim, but, you know, who knows? We'll find, we'll see and we'll find out. So that's the first four. Now we get into the local guys, the guys who at least <laughs> made a little bit bigger, I guess, splash with these announcements. Uh, defensive end Travion Ford drew some attention because he is a St. Louis kid. He had four stars coming out of high school. He had not seen the field. He might've played four or five snaps last year and like a, in the, the mop up game in November or something, but had not seen the field this year. Not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, not much more to say, right? No. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going down a list or you were just wanting me to yeah, comment no. on that. So. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll have you comment on the last three. Uh, Jelani Williams, Dave Matter reported today that Jelani is going to uh, enter the portal and use his COVID year somewhere else. That's not officially been announced. I reached out to Jelani, haven't heard back, but I'm sure Dave is right. Um, you know, was a backup safety this year? Playing time really yo-yoed, like played a decent amount, then played like four snaps in one game. Then against New Mexico State, played almost every snap when Joseph Charleston went out and I think led the team in snaps last week against Arkansas defensively um, because Charleston didn't play. But this one doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, he he hasn't gotten consistent playing time here. Yeah. He's he, he was one of those guys from Barry Odom's last class, like, it doesn't surprise me that he's going to use his last year somewhere else. Yeah, I think he's put in his time. Obviously, he's probably, you know, going to graduate. I mean, and like I said, you know, his playing time's kind of yo-yoed and you don't know what you're getting. So why not use your last COVID year and, and go to a place you know you're going to be a consistent starter or at least to get a lot of consistent playing time. So, uh, yeah, don't blame him at all there. Yeah. Uh, the, the seventh kid on the list, we've had eight transfers so far. Tyler Macon. Look, guys, if this one surprised you, then – I just assume you have not paid any attention to anything anyone has said for the last 15 months. I yeah, mean, just, you know. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something I think you, I think we probably brought up on the board. Maybe it's a possibility back in October, but yeah, just a, just a behind the curtains thing. We've had a Tyler making his transferring story in our, <laughs> in our, in our portal page for, you know, at least the last month plus now. So, you know, we, that was expected right. to happen. Obviously, He's buried on a depth chart, um, you know, so he's kind of playing third string or he's running with the scout team right now. So, yeah, I mean, he's no surprise there. And, I, I mean, the surprise to me was that he did not transfer at the end of last year um, because the writing was on the wall. Um, and, you know, what I, what was said behind the scenes or whatever, I don't know, Tyler stayed and took his shot to win the starting job in fall camp, but the writing was on the wall. That wasn't going to happen. Um, and so I guess technically he redshirted last year. He's got three years left to play. I'll be interested to see the level he goes to because my information was that Missouri did talk to him midseason about, Hey, maybe would you be willing to play some wide receiver? And it sounds like the answer to that was no. And he wants to be a quarterback somewhere. And 
I, I'll just be interested to see what it is. I mean, I, I think it would be tough to see him land at a power five program. Uh, but, you know, group of five, especially if they if if he's at a place with the right offense that really features a running quarterback, I could see happening. Yeah, yeah, group of five, no doubt. I think that would be a, a definite possibility. I mean, look, and I'm not going to sit here in FCS too. I mean, you know, right? Yeah. he's got enough time where he could go to an FCS program, <laughs> show that he's a pretty good player for a year or two, and he can enter the transfer portal again and move up, you know, and play, you know, group of five, group, play for a group of five team or even move up to a power five team. Who knows? So yeah. he's got a lot of time left. So it'd be interesting to see where he kind of ends up and, and how he kind of develops throughout the rest of his college career. And the last one, I mean, I intentionally saved him for last, last Dominic Lovett, because it's obviously the most impactful one. It's I, like I would say Missouri has lost one and a quarter starters to or contributors to the portal so far. Like Jelani Williams was a sometimes contributor. Mm-hmm. Dominic Lovett was an all the time contributor. Um, he was the leading receiver on the team, third in the SEC. I, I view this like I understand the argument. Wide receiver is probably the most replaceable position. They have other guys, all that. But there's no argument to be made that Missouri is a better football team without Dominic Lovett than it was with him. Yeah, and I think it kind of shows you that wide receiver is probably one of the most coveted uh, positions in the transfer portal that, uh, you know, these teams are going to go after. So, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line. So uh, those are kind of the the positions that uh, are really hot when it comes to transfer portal. If you got – if you've shown uh, if you've shown your skill set and you're a you know you're a multi-time starter and you're like all SEC level, then yeah, you're going to get a lot of attention and uh, yeah, that nil money might be uh, coming your way too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Walt Palmer says he obviously got back channeled from us. Any word what <clears throat> program he's going to? I mean, I'll just tell you that the programs I've heard are Oregon, Ole Miss, Alabama, and LSU. Um, those are the ones I've heard mentioned as possible suitors for love it. And I understand why a Missouri fan would be frustrated. Well, if you're already hearing schools, clearly other schools were contacting him or his people during the season. Yes, they were hundred percent. They were. Yeah. And Missouri's coaches, hopefully were contacting other kids during the season too. Um, <laughs> that it, because if you're not, you're not doing your job, you're not going to get in trouble for it. Nobody's going to turn anybody else in for it. I mean, the FBI can tap your phone when you call the kid and you're not going to get in trouble for it. So why not do it, right? <laughs> even if even if schools wanted to play it super safe, I mean, just contact the parents, contact right. the guardians. I mean, it's it's not that hard. Now, you know, there's, there's, right. Contact there's, the high school coach. Yeah, contact the trainer. I mean, there, there's, there's middlemen out there. You know, it's kind of like the mob. It's kind of like a mob movie. <laughs> College football. Like the mafia. Well, Sean, we've got bad news here. Uh, my spam account is uh, no good news for us, but he's going to quit his job and enter the portal to watch Power Mizzou content full time. So we appreciate that. Make sure to hit the like button. Uh, subscribe while you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> help, out, help out the algorithm here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what your real job is. I think this will be a less profitable venture, but we certainly appreciate the viewership and the numbers. Um, yeah. Justin wants to know if double-digit transfers are coming in. So, Missouri's had eight guys leave already. I initially said I thought that number would be around 12 that leave. I think it's going to be higher. Like, I think it's going to be 15 to 20. 
So if they have five spots right now, let's say 10 more guys leave, they have 15 spots. So yeah, they're probably bringing in 10 to 15 transfers. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this before we got on air, but I mean, I think Drinkwitz mentioned, you know, they're going to take 16 high school kids tops in this class as possibility. They have 14 right now. They, you know, they have 15 total, but one of those is a Juco kid, mm-hmm. um, the Tristan Newsom kid that just committed. But yeah, so I mean, you probably expect that number to probably go up too, you know, because I know, you know, offensive line, defensive, defensive end, you know, they're looking for edge rushers, they're looking for offensive linemen to join the class. Um, you know, s- still secondary help is a possibility as well, just in terms of guys they could probably get from the high school ranks still. Uh, but it probably expect them to get <laughs> more than two more high school kids, if possible. You know, yeah. there's there's kids out there, and there's look, there's uh, you know, we're here, um, you know, talking about transfer portal season, but it's also coaching change season too. So you know, mm-hmm. when those coaches leave and go to other programs, kids decommit, they look at other options. So maybe Missouri can get in and, and jump on some kids that they're kind of familiar with, and and maybe they can uh, flip those guys. So yeah. Freeway Jared with the uh, with the super chat and he says caffeine fun for Sean because portal season is among us and like look Sean not only is doing this covering this for us and for Vanderbilt like he's helping out on the national team like Sean has basically spent the last sixty hours in front of his computer just creating <laughs> new profiles for kids in the transfer <laughs> portal is that accurate? Um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time for definitely the definitely the heavy hitter kids so uh, yeah we're yeah. we're creating profiles yep. and. You know, if there's a if there's a, a very intriguing you know kid, mostly like you know like Kate McNamara from Michigan that entered yesterday, we we write stories about those guys. So um, definitely guys that you know are going to be well wanted in the in the transfer portal. So yeah, creating profiles, keeping the transfer tracker page in tip top shape is uh, kind of my responsibility. So yeah, I'm, give, I'm, give me an idea. I don't know if you know an exact number or close, but like since Saturday. How many kids do you think have, since mm. games ended on Saturday, do you have any general idea of how many kids have said, you know, I'm out? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know this week because uh, I haven't seen anybody really tweet that out or anything. I know when the, I know last week when the FCS portal uh, opened up and, you know, kids from the FCS level could enter, I think it was like 150 on that first day. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Power 5 uh, transfer portal is going to open up officially uh, next Monday. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be, I say double that <laughs> mm-hmm. for that day. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty crazy. And, and that's just the first day. Like we need to be clear. There will be like, this thing stays open until mid January. So you're going to see a lot of kids that are going to stick around and play in a bowl game and then transfer after that, I think. Yeah. And you're seeing like this week, it's so crazy just because a lot of these kids are wanting to, you know, their seasons are over and they're going to announce uh, or they're not intending to play in the bowl game. And they're just announcing that they're they're going to hit the portal because they want to get a jump start on everything and uh, and yeah, find a new home. So, yeah, I want to there was a question on our message board uh, about this uh, from a guy that couldn't join the show. I don't have it in front of me right now, but uh I'm interested in your take in this, Sean, because we've kind of been consistent all year saying Eli Drinkwitz, it's a bad sign if he's bringing in double-digit transfers again this year. So the question was, given the madness that is going to be the portal, has your has our stance changed on that? I'm, I'm curious what you think. I'm very borderline on that, uh, but 
<laughs> I mean, it really wouldn't shock me if they got double digits again, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just considering how crazy it is and, you know, look, you know, we're talking about Dominic Lovett, probably, you know, those other schools that are kind of involved saying, hey, man, you can come to our school. This is how much we'll give you. Look, uh, there's teams going to be doing that to every school, you know, getting, mm-hmm. you know, trying to go after all their top players and trying to persuade them to enter the portal. So, um, yeah, I mean, not ideal to be double digits for Missouri. And, we, and, you know, we've talked about that a lot this year, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they have to do it just kind of necessity, yeah. you know, I've so. changed my, I've changed my thoughts on it a little bit. Cause I think this is just the world we live in now. Like it's, right. everybody in the country is a free agent, except the kids who have transferred one of the last couple of years. So look, 10 kids on every team probably are going to transfer. I mean, I bet every team in the SEC loses at least 10 kids to the portal this year. Yeah. So if you're losing 10, you have to bring 10 in. I mean, that's just the way it works. Yeah, and it's you know it's amazing just kind of going through and seeing who's entering and, and creating profiles for these kids. And, you know, they might be highly ranked out of high school, but they're just kind of – they're already entering the portal after one year, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like – it's kind of like they don't – you know, they don't give themselves time to really develop and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not getting playing time right away, they want to go somewhere where they can. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of that. And, and uh, yeah. And the problem with that then is, okay, if you get in the portal, maybe you were a four-star a year or two ago, but if you haven't played much, like if you haven't played much at one power five school, the chances that another power five school is taking you, aren't really high because what they're probably looking for is a kid from a good group of five school who actually has played, you know, or, or a kid like DJ Coleman who, yeah, maybe he was FCS, but he played so much and so well that, that they knew he'd translate at this level. Yeah. I mean, you you know, power five schools, if you got it on the table where you can, you know, if you're looking at one position specifically and you can take a, you know, a group of five guy that was all conference as opposed to, you know, this highly ranked kid coming out of high school that didn't really work out so well at LSU. I mean, mm-hmm. you're probably going to take the guy that's proven himself on the college level, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, and there's obviously variables in that and and some kids you'll take, but, you know, and, and like, I want to be clear, this is not a, they, you know, they need to be more patient and stick it out speech. Like there are some times where it, absolutely kids should leave. You know, like I said, I, I thought Tyler Macon should have left last year because he mm-hmm. would have given himself one more year where maybe he could have found a place he could play if that's what's important to him. But um, so it's not like a blanket, uh, a blanket way to look at any of them. Um, Kyle asked, should schools like Mizzou focus on building a team through the portal so they don't have to worry about transfers leaving as much? I, You're still going to have to worry about it, too. Yeah, I, and, and like... The kids you're getting, like, they're not going to regularly go get kids who started at a Power 5 school or played a lot at a Power 5 school. Like, their best shot to get a lot of these kids is still out of high school, you know? Mm. Um, And, hey, if they don't work out, then they're going to move on. I I still think the better approach is most of your guys being from high school and just be right on your evaluation. That's the big key. Be right on your evaluations, and then those kids are going to play and will some of them leave still? Will there be a Dominic Lovett situation? Sure, there will sometimes. But I think there's this, like the first one was always going to make big news. And Dominic Lovett was the first impact player who's leaving. Right. But I, I think there's this thought that, well, if a guy plays well for Missouri, he's just going to leave and go to Alabama. Well, I mean, they can't take them all. 
<laughs> you know, and not every most kids who start are going to stay there because the truth is, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying Dominic Lovett is making a bad decision. I, I don't know. I hope it, wor- hope it works out for him wherever he goes. He may be a superstar. But my point is, if you are starting at a power five school, if you're in Dom Lovett's situation, you're in an offense you've already been in for two years. You already know you can catch 60 balls for 800 yards in this one. Right now you're going to a new school with a new coaching staff that doesn't know you in a new system. And there's no guarantee that's happening there. So if you're not playing here, absolutely. If you want to find a place to play. But the point is, if you are playing at a power five school, like that coaching staff likes you, they are playing you, you are getting the football. That is not a guarantee at the next place. Yeah. And that's why starters don't leave much. Exactly. And that's why, you know, the situation with Dominic Lovett to be very interesting to kind of follow to see where he ends up and see if he ends up playing as well as he does or getting as much playing time as he does at Missouri, you know, because obviously he's Missouri's top wide receiver. So, you know, is that going to translate if he goes to an Alabama or somewhere else, you know? So that'd be an interesting one to follow for sure. And I just think like the frustration of, Hey, the, the big guy, the big boys are getting all the good players. Well, the big boys were already getting all the good players. I mean, we're not really changing much here, are we? Because the flip side of that is, okay, for every Missouri kid who goes to Ohio State or Alabama in the portal, they're going to go get a kid from somewhere that's below them in the Houston or Cincinnati or whatever, you know, pick out the school. the, The pecking order hasn't changed here. Right. Or, you know, in in the same sense, you know, Missouri can go out and grab a guy from Ohio State that's not playing that much, you know. So it's, you know, you can you can play it both ways and then, you know, things might uh, things might change there. But we'll see, man. It's uh, it's going to be madness, craziness. All that. Yep. Uh, My spam account says, how soon should we expect to hear about more transfer offers or potential commitments? So the only guys they can really offer right now are FCS guys, because the FBS guys can't go in the portal for six more days. So like they can't get offers. Yeah. Unless you, you know, there are some graduate transfers in there. And obviously, obviously the, the players that were on teams where their uh, coaches were fired are in there. But yeah, they uh, they can't really just throw out offers to guys that have said they're intending to enter, and right. they, they have to officially enter the portal on December fifth. So, and you know, but it's, the advantage of saying you're intending to enter is like you were saying, like Tyler yeah. Macon can't take calls right now, but I promise Darren Sunkett is getting some calls about <laughs> Tyler Macon. Yeah, there's there's channeling and middle middle uh, middle ground communication there. So you know, and and that's the advantage of kind of saying you're intending to enter the portal. You know, so you can kind of gather gather that interest. And so, but yeah, it'd be uh, that'd be uh, interesting. So yeah, but it's really on the flip side, it's really hard to keep up with transfer offers because a lot of those kids won't say them publicly. You know, right. a lot of them are, are kind of in the mindset that you know they've been through the high school process. They just kind of want to. And some of them are looking, especially the ones that are looking to be mid-year enrollees, I mean, they're not going to have a lot of time to, you know, they want to get the process over pretty quick. So they want to develop relationships quick, uh, take their visits, so on and so forth. So a lot of those guys, you know, like when you're older, you don't really tweet out the offers on social media like you did when you are in high school when it was really exciting and you were getting recruited. (laughs) So it's a little Uh, bit more difficult to keep up with in that regard, but we'll try our best, that's for sure. As far as the bowl game pushing back the timeline, it won't, I mean – Look, the portal evaluations are now the most important thing, and that includes a bowl game. Like, I promise you, these coaches are spending more time on portal evaluations than they will spend on bowl game prep, unless 
they are in the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the playoff. Those staffs obviously will, but that's the weird thing about it being in December, and it's why I think you're going to see a whole bunch of bad football in a lot of these minor <laughs> bowl games. Also because the teams generally aren't just all that good. I love good, sloppy play bowl <laughs> games in, in yeah. December. You know, give me the right. bad boy Mowers bowl all day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Michael says, I thought in the team meeting transfers need to announce this week and no bowl. So I had posted this last night. I know Frank Cusimano said it on the radio. My understanding was that Missouri had a team meeting yesterday. And the message basically was, if you're planning to leave, get it done. Don't play the bowl game. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I think that's why you're seeing some of these announcements, you know, today and yesterday is kids going, well, hey, I'm not going to play in the bowl game anyway. Like, why would I go through 10 practices? I, why not just say <laughs> I'm going to get in the portal now? So, and and every coach will handle that differently, right? I think some coaches will say, hey, we need to feel the team. We want to win this game. I know you're going to go in the portal, but stick with us one more game, play with your buddies and go win the game. My understanding is Eli Drinkwitz's uh, take on it is if you're going to leave in two weeks, leave today. We'll play the bowl game with the guys that are here. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. It kind of gives uh, gives the coach staff a, a kind of a better understanding of who's going to be there and who's not. So, you know, you kind of get yeah. a head start on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Freeway Jared says immediate impact starters and youth with upside is the priorities in the, yes, I think those are always the priorities in the portal, right? In that order. Yep. I agree. You got to pick your uh -huh. spots and you know, that's what evaluate portal evaluation. You just mentioned it. So that's what they're evaluating right now. Mm -hmm. Walt says the portal, in my opinion, is going to make it where Bama and UGA don't have the depth they're used to. It's possible. Um, because guys are, and here's what I've never understood, Sean, and the portal kind of exacerbates it. I know every kid thinks he's the best player and every kid's going to the NFL and every kid thinks he's going to start as a true freshman and all that. But when in recruiting, do we hit the point where you look and go, you know what? That team has 37 five stars on it and 37 <laughs> more four stars. And this other team over here, has four five-stars and 14 four-stars. I bet there's a better chance for me to play over there. <laughs> it, it's, it's really weird to me how almost all of the top talent has just kept going to the same six schools. That's very true. It's like... And but I agree with you. You know, you mentioned the portal, and I think we mentioned it earlier. I mean, it's not going to change things. I mean, Bama, Georgia, all those schools are going to get the best of the best. You know, it's just a different format on getting the best of the best. So, <laughs> Right, right. Agreed. Uh, Michael Smith says, I thought Drink did an all right job in the portal last year with Hopper, Coleman, Landry, Williams, Charleston, Norwood. Uh, do you think Mizzou can do that this time around? I would say he did a better job than okay in the portal last year. Mm -hmm. I thought he did a really good job in the portal with the notable exception of one position. <laughs> it just so happened to be the most important position. Yeah, that'll be interesting to follow this year as well. But um, but yeah, I, th I think yeah, so too. I and that, that goes to show you that, hey, you know, Missouri did just have some recent success there. I'm, I'm kind of curious how the – the younger players that got in the portal will kind of pan out in the next couple of years as well. But yeah, I'd say uh, last year or last offseason was definitely a successful one in the transfer portal uh, acquisition portion for Missouri. Yeah. So 
So I'm going to run through what I think they need in the portal. Because at this point, high school recruiting, if a kid's out there, I don't think he's an immediate impact guy. I think he's more of a two, three years down the road guy. So right. I don't know on quarterback. I don't know if they'll go after a transfer quarterback or not. I truly have no idea. Um, you know, starter, depth piece, none. I, I don't know. I think they are going to have to have a running back because I think they're going to lose a lot of them. Um, I think they have to have a tight end because they don't have anybody that's shown me that that they can be that guy yet. Probably I think not. With Dom, what's that? Probably, tight end, probably not a position they uh, they got really well. I know they got the Stevens kid, but he hadn't really done much. Right. So maybe they, yeah. yeah. I, I think they got to hit it again. Wide receiver, with Dominic Lovett leaving, I think you need a transfer wide receiver. Maybe two. Um, offensive line, minimum two. Absolute mm-hmm. minimum, two offensive linemen that can compete for a starting job. Is that fair? Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I mean, I think preferably they would probably want to to come in and play right away and make an impact. Yeah, defensive end, bare minimum two. I mean, absolute minimum. And I'm not. I wouldn't object to four, because right now your defensive end room, assuming Trajan Jeffcoat's not going to come back, and I don't think he will, is Johnny Walker and Arden Walker. That's the room. Like, <laughs> you need some dudes there, you know, because um, Isaiah McGuire said he's leaving. DJ Coleman has to leave. Tyrone Hopper has to leave. And they lose everything there, man. Like, they need minimum two, and and I would have no problem with three or four. I If Tyron Hopper is leaving, I could maybe see a transfer linebacker, but I don't know if they have to have a transfer linebacker. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got uh, you got Newsom coming in, a JUCO guy. So, you know. yeah, yeah. And then, um, then you would have the the other. If quarterback is the most interesting thing on offense, the most interesting <clears throat> one on defense is cornerback because DJ Jackson's left, LJ Hewitt's left, Davion Sistrunk has left. And look, guys, I'm just going to tell you, like there are rumors out there about Chris Abrams draining in a strike struck. I don't. I'm not saying they're leaving. Uh, but KAD, I think, will have draft options. Um, but if you lose both of those guys, that becomes almost as dire. Like, losing those two would would hurt far more than losing Dominic Lovett and would mean you better get in the portal fast at that position. Yeah, I agree. The thing, defensively, the thing that's really kind of working with them is just how their defense performed this past year, you know. So, I mean, I think that would be appealing to a lot of transfer uh, options that are in the portal, you know, depending on what direction they want to go. But, I, you know, it should it should be appealing for anybody on defense. I mean, that Missouri's really, uh, you know, Blake Baker's done a really good job of kind of transforming that defense into a formidable power. So, yeah, there yeah. is some appeal there for uh, transfer portal guys that want to kind of join a good defense and get developed. Yep. Well, appreciate you guys hanging out with us and all the interaction, Sean. Anything they didn't ask that they should have asked? <laughs> no, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, I think I'm I'm just going to get ready for transfer portal talk the rest of the uh, shows that we do because that's pretty much pretty the much. Uh, window. That's pretty much the window we're in. Like I said, they they might add a couple more high school kids. They might add a little bit more, just depending on you know which players do leave Missouri for the portal, but. Yeah, I mean, the the hottest thing is going to be transfer portal talk because that's going to be where the immediate impact guys come from. So, yeah. No question. Um, all right, we'll finish with this. Dave Aspie says uh, we should hire an average head coach for a million dollars a year. First of all, that ain't getting you an average coach. but uh, And use the <laughs> other $5 million a year for NIL. And uh, 
I say I post this to say one thing. First of all, that money's not coming from the same pool. The six million is coming from Mizzou. The NIL is coming from you guys. Celebrate college sports. Fans need to pay the players. But because that is the case, there's a way that you can help out a little bit. And that's mm. by getting in touch with our guy, James Carlton. Look, not everybody has a $100,000 check to write to cover a starting cornerback out of the portal, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I know Sean does. I know I do. Uh, no, I don't. Um, you know, I know most of you guys watching probably do because you can afford to sit here and watch a YouTube show at 2.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. But not everybody out there has the money to do that. So if you don't have the money to do that, but you are looking for a way that, hey, what can I do? You know, just like I, I've got a little disposable income. What can I do to, to help out those efforts? Well, what you can do is contact James Carlton State Farm Insurance at 314-961-4800 or on the web at carltoninsurance.net. James wants to take care of your insurance needs. That's his first goal. And he's going to look to save you money on that and, and do that. But if he can't, even if he can't do that, what he wants to do is help out Mizzou Sports and their NIL efforts. So if you get in touch with James, either of those ways I just mentioned, if you get a quote from him and you tell him you heard about it from Power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL collective. And hey, if, if everybody that watches this show does that or listens to this show does that, then that money starts to pile up a little bit. Again, hey, the, the, the whales are the guys that are landing five-star quarterbacks in recruiting. Um but you're in this, you're in the SEC and everybody's doing this thing. And so if you want to do it, every dollar helps, right? And, and that's what that's James's goal, really. He just wants to find a way he can help out. So he's taking this upon himself through his partnership with us. If you get in touch with him, he's get a quote from him, he's gonna to donate to the collective. So uh appreciate that. And I, you know, appreciate you guys donating to Power Mizzou as well. Um, you know, don't want you to cancel your subscription to to donate to NAL. Wanna you can do both. Uh, just want you to stick with us. Uh, so uh, tomorrow afternoon, tonight, Mizzou is at uh, Wichita State in basketball. Drew King is in Wichita for us. Tomorrow, Gerard Hamilton and I will talk some football. I assume it's going to be a whole lot more portal stuff, maybe bowl games, things like that. Um, and it's going to be super active on the site and the message board for about the next 21 days. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you watch live, like, subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, share it on social media. Leave us a nice comment. Till next time, see you.